Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is the best of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Catch them weekdays for the all-new Hyundai Kona. Yes, welcome to the best of the run home. It was a Thursday. Missile was in. I don't know where Sugar is. Oh, he's somewhere. But we had a chat talking to Missile about to shave or not to shave. You were you were giving yourself the moniker the bear. Yeah, we used to be a bear, now a seal. Mm. Um, I'm pro-shave, but I'm just giving Gibbo a bit of advice. Yep. Um, and he's a redhead as well, so you need to really think these things through, Fletch. Yep. Tourist is in his prison greens. Looks like he's just had a visit out at uh, Long Bay. Mm. Mm. Gary uh, speaking, of, um, speaking of things all uh, police, I've noticed there was a, there's a lot of police around. As I was walking through um, Botanical Gardens, yeah. undercover cops bailed up some young kid with a shopping bag. He had a David Jones shopping bag. Desperate to know what was in there. And then I've just seen heaps of them walking around. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, what's on? Don't know. Well, when I was doing breakfast uh, on Tuesday morning, there was cops stationed all across the Harbour Bridge. So I don't know if they've got the stop oil protesters oh. or, or something could is be planned. Could be protests, but I'm I've not noticed, sure. I've noticed a big police presence. Well, if there was one man that was going to be in those stop oil protests, it's probably... Our panellist today, I reckon Gibbo, I reckon, I reckon he could <laughs> chain himself to a motorway or something. <laughs> Gibbo? Amongst other things. Yeah. How are you, Gibbo? <laughs> well, boys, I'm very well. Missile, good to see you again. Usually I only see you on Saturdays. That's enough yeah. for me usually, but hey, <laughs> good to see you on a Thursday. Boys, it's my last day in Melbourne. I'm coming home and I just can't wait. Mm. Oh, so you're yeah. back for Saturday for Mowers Club? I am, yeah. 5 a.m. tomorrow. I'll be on a Qantas flight, so hopefully, you know, with a couple of Royal Commissions, they've uh, cleaned up their act a little bit, and I'll be upgraded to first class. No, mm. I doubt that. Or oh, you yeah. might with your new haircut. What do you think of uh, the Ellen DeGeneres look he's got going on? Uh, can we do a 360? Look at it. Oh, so it's like a bit mullety. I didn't realise that... it's so red, Gibbo. Like, it is really... Oh, I am under a light here, Fletch. Yeah. yeah, I'm always under a bit of a microscope, but a, but a light underneath here. Uh, yeah, it's a bit red. Who inspired the haircut? What what's the reason behind the haircut? Oh uh, well, see, when you're hanging out with the lady friend for yeah. quite a bit, you know, you take their sort of advice on board a bit more. Usually, if I'm coming into work and people are giving me shit, I don't really care too much. What about manscaping? Manscaping uh, for me or for her? <laughs> for oh, you, sorry, for me, manscaping. Um, man. Yeah, have you, have you the, been influenced? Because you're you're a bit of a, a your hairy rug operator, like a chest hair <laughs> operator, yeah? Yeah, I'm a rug <laughs> operator. Yeah, I am a bit of a hairy chest hair. Yeah, so, so is she in, is she, has she influenced the haircut and the nah, body hair? Nah, the body hair is sort of sweet. I mean, I do oh, she get likes the... It. Well, she doesn't like it. I mean, she... <laughs> I did actually bring up this topic, Missile, and, and I'd be interested to take your opinion as, as a swimmer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Swimmer or swinger? What did you say? <laughs> oh, I said swinger. I said swinger who swims in spare time. <laughs> I do think I'm quite hairy and I would sort of like to not be hairy on my chest, but she said it's very manly. And now I'm okay. looking at other men who are heavily chested or heavily 
A hairy <laughs> chest. <laughs> God, Melbourne's changed you. Oh, I know. Yeah. Checking out yeah. Blake's chest. Hey, oh, 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 hey. Okay. So, yeah, like, I mean, is it sweet for me just to trim my hairy chest or is that yeah. a bit of a no-go zone? No, I trim the chest, Gibbo. Oh, you the, do? The, yeah. Yeah, the one thing you can't do in life, Gibbo, is overthink it. Don't worry about what other people think about you. If you mm. want to wear Speedos to Bondi Beach with a shaved chest, you go for it, Gibbo. Yeah, sweet. Okay, well, I'll, I'll see you down there. See you yeah. down there on Saturday morning. But yeah, I've boys, I'm good. Oh, good to hear you, Gibbo. Can I have a question for you, Miss Hop? Do you think, just saying um, the great uh, Michael Phelps mm. uh, was a hairy sort of gentleman, like just, just a normal uh, run-of-the-mill hairy dude. Yeah. Do you think he would have still got all those gold medals if he didn't shave down? No. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. What about you? If you had a swim with... Um, we, when I first started doing radio here in SEN, we had a listener that used to text into every show. I don't know if you remember this, Brooksy. And he used to always text in and say, ask the missile if he thinks he would have won if he had a shaved his chest. And I was... I couldn't understand it because if you go back to the footage, I'm fully, fully shaved down, obviously. But there, maybe there was some wives' tale going around that I was hairy in London. And that's why you missed out? Yeah, by I'm not sure. There, there might be a wives' tale going around the local swimming clubs or something that I was too hairy in London. Do you have to shave? Like, do you have, like... You pretty much got to. It's, it's, it's about the... Um, you take off the, the hair and the top layer of skin, so... You'd notice it if you did it, if you shave down and you, then... you take your top layer of skin Well, off. that's what, just what happens when you shave with a razor. It just does it naturally. Couldn't, so when mm. you dive in the water, you'll feel yourself almost like a seal, like slide through the water. Ooh. Feels very different. Like seal, kiss from a rose seal. Yeah. Or, you know, we can uh, less pockmarks. I just thought it was just something that you just did because just you all got the grouse rigs. No... It's, it's preferable. And the other thing, this is the annoying one, is you're meant to not shave down in the lead-up um, so you are hairy and you feel like there's drag and then you shave down before you race and you're hairless. Yeah. So I used to have these problems where I, I wouldn't shave before the big event. So I have a full rug of chest hair. Mm. I get the full, full shoulder-to-shoulder, shoulder, like side-to-side, straight down, full rug of chest hair, pretty thick. And there's a category of blokes out there called bears. Um, bears? Yeah. Where were we going in, in the gay community. Oh, yes. Yeah, the, so the hairy the, gentleman. They, they used they to be... Leather. They wear a lot of leather and chaps. I think so, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, facial hair as well. Mm. So, there used to be like photographers and stuff in the crowd or if I was doing warm-ups before a big event and I had the full chest hair, people would go nuts for it. And then i get tagged in all this stuff online and shared on all these websites. Oh, for like, bears <laughs> against my will. Yeah, yeah, well, You yeah. know you can fix all that. There was a certain rugby league player, I don't want to mention names, but he was a bit of a gay icon. Yeah. And um, he was, there was photos of him on said websites and he paid a lot of money to get his name removed and it all taken down. I'm pretty sure. So I think that was a case study for my girlfriend at law school. They, oh. they did that as a case study, so I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For listeners at home, what's the noise of the? I can't emblem? go. No, I'm not doing this because it 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 wasn't something that. No, 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 no. No, listener, he's oh, he's just done something here. Um, <laughs> now it was. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't me. No. Is that Gibbo? No, so um, no. Well, that's interesting because you are you are a good looking man. I'm, I'm going to be the first to admit that. Probably not the first. 
Unless you're uh, up at the den, the yeah. den on uh, Oxford Street. But the shave down, I think, so the shave down was actually invented in Australia. Forbes Carlyle, you heard of Forbes Carlyle? He was a famous coach here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, he invented the shave down. Um, and we were the first to start doing it. So, you know, we invent some things in Australia. If, if I had to ask you, who do you think in the world invented the shave down? You wouldn't say Australia, That's would you? That's a question. KO yeah. would love that. They came in. Uh, Missile, <laughs> this is from Matt. Missile, has there ever been a good ranger swimmer? Uh, a red-headed swimmer? I can only think of one, says Matt. One. I think, do you remember the bloke Justin Norris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was redhead, wasn't he? And now he's nah. got the famous daughter that's a surfer. Oh, they're all famous. They've just moved to... They're out. all famous. They're huge. For like, surfing? No, they're, they're Norris Nuts, they're called. So it's his kids. They're Norris on YouTube. Nuts. And Nuts. they make millions of money. <laughs> of surfing content? No. They what just, content? They just do, like, pranks. It's, oh. a, it's a bit like um, Jake Paul and how they oh, start like the Logan Nelk Paul. Boys? Yeah. Okay. Kids, my kids so love it. So he's famous now. He's very, very famous. Wow. I didn't know that. G- Google it. Yeah, he's all he's all over the... Uh, my kids ran into him up the Bono Junction and just the crowd flocked really? to the whole family. Yeah. Justin Norris. He was a real knockabout. So he's just for a Newcastle boy. He's moved into Bondo. Uh, has he? They just paid $15 million for a unit. You're kidding. Nope. Wow. Good on Okay. Him. So Justin... So he, you don't think he's got red hair? No, nah, he's got red hair. What, what colour would you say that is? Strawberry like a, blonde. Yeah, okay. Well, who, who are you thinking of, Matt? You've thought of someone. I'm, I'm trying to think who Matt's thought of. I can't, I can't think of any. Uh, Matt, you no, know, You know what the problem is, Fletch? It's, it's a lot of time outside in the sun training. So that would deter the average oh, redhead. yes. Unless, of course, like on that South Park episode, you get what's called a day walker. And they're the redheads that can go out in the sun and get a suntan. But the other ones are allergic to sun, so they're like vampires when they go in the sun. I go, don't know. I don't know any redheads who are tanned. Gibbo's pretty tanned. No, he's not. He's oh, white. Fletch, come on. You're not. You're not. Gus Gould. <laughs> Gus Gould. Thick wrists. That's why they can't swim either. They're thick wrists. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the run home. Look, I was asking Missile. I just I love when the the book of not the book of feuds, the book of nudes. I probably call that <laughs> with the missile um, and. You had a little bit of an, a bit of an issue with the Shangri-La that we're looking over here. Yeah, I was looking at the Shangri-La. It brought back some memories of an event with some heavy hitters back in the day. And I've never been one that's uh, backwards and coming forwards, Fletch. Take a listen. My kids, my kid, my little one, Luca, was watching on YouTube other kids, not famous kids, unwrap presents. That was all that she was watching. And, and that's exciting for that's her? Exciting. Like she's enthralled by it. Yep. Huh? Content's getting weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's just changed the uh, landscape. That's different, yeah. YouTube's coming. That's very different. Um, We've also got Mitchie Abaya for a market update from Sportsbet. And we're going to talk a bit of dishes with Luke Gatehouse. And the Brisbane dishes are on tonight. We've also got prizes, Fletch. So we've got the hats, of course, if you come down here and say the secret word. Tijuana. Tijuana. Or lap dance. I'll take either of that. Or what about the, the, the result or what we thought... S, should we say STI? Oh, no, no you can say that. So WRX STI. Yeah. Three things you can say. You can say Tijuana, you can say lap dance, or you can say Skippy. Skip. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've also got uh, a golf box prize pack, including an Odyssey cap, towel, uh, tour towel, and Truvis golf balls. Golf box is Australia's greatest golf superstore. Golf's best brands and biggest range. Uh, shop at golfbox.com today. 
Is there a golf tournament on in Sydney at the moment? Yeah, the Open's on. Right now. Okay. Because right I was driving to the gym this morning and I passed these couple of cars that said Australian Open on them. Yep. Um, so that, where, where is that on at? I passed them around sort of it's entertainment at, quarter. Yeah, no, it's at the Lakes and the Australian. So okay. they're, sharing, they're sharing the courses because we spoke to the great Mark Leishman yesterday. So where do you think they're staying if they're driving past the entertainment quarter? They must be staying around Bondi somewhere-ish or Paddington. Uh, I'd maybe come say? to the city. Have a look. At, well, you want to stalk them? No, I just want to. I was, as I'm driving past these cars, I'm thinking, is someone famous in this car? Who are the, who are the big names? Because to, to have a driver at the Australian Open of Golf, you've got to be a pretty heavy hitter. Not everyone's getting a driver. No. Does, it, does that happen in the, uh, the big swimming meets? Yeah. Yeah. Some places. Um, it's, and it's super unpopular as well. I, I, there was a big uproar once because um, I got a driver to the pool and people said I wasn't being part of the team or whatever. Yeah. Um, remember, Cody Simpson was getting a special driver at the, the most recent Commonwealth Games. Yeah, but and people were, you, were cheesed off you, about you're that. You're not telling me you're comparing yourself to Cody Simpson. No, no, Please no, don't. but that's what happened. Like, she went out with... Uh, Emma McCann. No, before that. Miley Cyrus. Correct. Yeah. You ever dated any, you date anyone, any celebrities in your time? I haven't dated. Ooh. No. Here we go. <laughs> no, Listeners? I'm not saying names. I'm not saying names. Listeners. <laughs> after this, right? Okay. All right. Let's just... What industry? Uh, what? Acting? Are they... Was she an actress? Is it... Yeah, well, I've, I've seen actresses before. Okay. There's, but like international acting? No. Nah. Okay. Yeah. Are you talking Home and Away? East Street? Yeah, I mean, who hasn't done that? Um, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to you, Ray Ma. <laughs> Flame and mongrel. I, I tell you what, I did have one. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, <laughs> Fletch, uh, yeah. there's some huge news today. Mm-hmm. Big news in the rugby league world. I think we all saw this coming, right? It's been talked about for yep. ages and uh, Michael Maguire has been named as the Blues coach for 2024 uh, he's coached 114 uh, wins in the NRL from 233 games across the Rabbitohs and of course the Tigers a little bit of a blip on the uh, the old records there with the Tigers but uh, he won a premiership with South as well in 2014 yep Happy with this as a former New South Wales Blue? Yes, I am. And I'm also extremely happy with the assistance that he's got. So Johnny Cartwright, who has been around, obviously he's the assistant up there in Brisbane. Matty King, who's around, obviously, with the Chooks. And Brett White, who's still with, with Canberra. So, And this one, too, the performance manager, Frank Panisi from, from Melbourne. From Melbourne, yeah. Looking at paper, that looks... You like lo- it? I do like it. So... so Michael Maguire has already announced that he stepped down as coach of New Zealand, which I didn't think he needed to, uh, whether he did or not, I'm well, we not don't sure. Know, but we don't know whether he, got, he stepped down. Yeah, stepped or, or pushed. Yeah, uh, Canberra. A- any news yet on Canberra? As he, far as I know, he's, he's still assistant coach. Yeah, until 2025. Yeah. I think his role is going to be dumbed down a little bit when prior to and during the Origin campaign. Okay, did he get two years? Because that was a sticking point with the Blues. No, just one. Just 2024. Oh, it's only the one year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically, I guess, is, is, it, is it a stopgap until Bellamy retires from the well, Melbourne Storm head job? That's the rumours going around. But if he nails it... Yeah, if he wins, 
Well, I tell you what. But what he, about New Zealand? He's just smashed it for New Zealand. He's got punted from there. Chromie. Someone chromie. Can you chromie, Gibbo? No, he can't. <laughs> he's looking there. <laughs> That's a nice close-up of say, There we go. I'm going to say Madge will be a head coach in 2025 of an NRL team. Okay. Jeez. 2025. Long cry. Hey? No, we'll just have to wait a bit. For well, no one's going to no. I'm not that 25. It's 25. kind of a free hit because we won't remember it by 2025. Yeah. No, I've had a couple of crows that have come good. Cheryl. Um, <laughs> here we go. Martin. Fletch. I always suspected that Missile had a thing with Magda. Zabanski. Thanks for confirming. Chris. Is that correct, Clutch? She bats for the other team. Um, Kramer from Brisbane. Hey, Fletch. Could it have been an actor? Hmm. <laughs> There's a few names coming through. Are they close? Singer uh, actor? Singer the actor? Names, the names coming through. Are... Okay, are they... Are they into, yeah, are they... He's nodding. He's nodding to you, Matt. Um, how did it happen? Were you actually dating or was it just <laughs> no, one I've night? No, I've never dated anyone famous. So it was just a night? Just... And where were you at? And how did it all... Um, just different events and out? stuff like that. Just different events. Um... Here's a story for but you. Hang on, but were you, on the, were you on the hunt? Like, were you out? No. Did said person basically um, break you down, pick you up? Well, for most, so you thinking like I've been with my girlfriend for like eight yes, years, so absolutely. I was pretty, I was pretty young. I'm not saying it when all this me. stuff was happening. Yeah. Um, so they were usually older than me. So oh. um, they were more the aggressors, I would say. News reader. News reader. No. <laughs> oh, listen up, listen up. Oh. He, looked, he looked up to the right, which means a line. <laughs> I wanted to tell you, I'm, I'm looking at the Shangri-La yep. right now. Oh. And uh, I've got a Shangri-La story. Hit me. So I was going to this event one night and uh, they said, come and you get, you get dressed and fitted and whatnot at the Shangri-La. Mm. So, sweet, no dramas. Went up to the Shangri-La and the movie... Um, the movie with Joel Edgerton, and he was a fighter. He was a cage fighter. I think it was just oh. called The Fighter. The Fighters. Yes. Cage I was, Fighters. I thought it was Warrior. Warrior. That's yeah. it. Warrior. That movie had just come out. Anyway, I walk into this hotel room at Shangri-La, and bam, Joel Edgerton is right there. And he, you know how he looked jacked on Warrior? Mm. Very little guy. So yeah. that was a little bit disappointing. Anyway, they said, wait here. We'll come and, you know, a girl will come and do your hair and makeup and whatnot. So this room is filling up with... Um, about actors, singers, other sports people and stuff. Anyway, I was, I was meant to be up next after Joel Edgerton. Eventually, Joel Edgerton goes in and then a girl comes out and goes, who's next? And this guy walks in the room in front of me. And I've been brought up that, you know, you don't let anyone you know, trample all over you. You kind of... Oh, he pushed in. He pushed in. Yeah. So I walked in the room and said, mate, um, I don't mean to be rude, but you've actually pushed in there, so I'm going to need you to jump out of the chair. Oh, yes. And, <laughs> and I didn't know who it was. And, uh, and, uh, and he's like, oh, he was like quite taken aback. And I was like, look, sorry about it, but, you know, yeah. oh, there's, there's a line. And he there's goes, rules. oh, okay. And he wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't happy about it, to be honest. Anyway, it turns out to be uh, Tony Squires, who was the host of that uh, political show on ABC. You know, the yeah, well, he's, he's question time. Passage. Yeah, but he's also on... Um uh, yeah, what's it called? Backpage. Backpage. <laughs> Sorry. Backpage. Yeah, he hosts Backpage. 
Yeah, Is that the guy? Yeah. The guy that did Question Time on ABC. You're going to have to search that name. Oh, no. I Tony right. Jones. Tony Jones. Tony Jones. Tony oh, Jones. So it's know. Tony Jones. Yeah, I was going to anyway, say Anyway, apparently that's... he's pretty... I, I, that's, that's, I don't watch a lot of ABC. Anyway, <laughs> so that was pretty awkward. And then they go, we've got, um, we've got limos downstairs for you. So we come down, I come downstairs and they go, oh, we're going to... You got to share a limo with one other person. So I hop in the limo. They said, "Oh, wait here. We'll just get. There will be one other celebrity coming with you, or whatever." And they walk Tony Jones out, and he gets in the limo next to me. Was and it was just deadly quiet. <laughs> so hang on, is Tony the guy? Well, Gibbo, you might be able to bring up a picture yeah, of him. Was he's Q and A. Oh, he's not the t- TJ who tried to kiss Rebecca Judd. <laughs> no, no, that's our uh, Chompers, Tony Jones, who's on Channel 9. Chompy, oh, yeah, chomp, yeah, chomp, yeah, chomp. Yeah, same, same name, Chompers. Oh, is it? No, Tony Jones and... Oh, yeah, it is. No, there's two. Okay, sorry. Here, Mark's got the pic... No, not that guy, Mark. No. No, that's the Tony Jones I was thinking of. That one. No, the other one, Mark. The yeah, other one. Tony Jones, this one. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one. Oh, you'd flog him. Yeah, I know, but it was just a little bit awkward. But if you've been brought up like that, if you... you I wouldn't say anything. No, I'm a coward. You wouldn't say anything? I'm a coward. What about if you're, what, what about if you're at the um, grocery store and someone pushes in? I'd, I'd, it depends what person it is. Yeah, okay. If it's an older... Well, this was a guy. Yeah, he's, he's a bit older. <laughs> I'd probably let him go. Yeah. I'm, I'm a cat. I'm a coward. What about you, Proxy? Do you let people push in? What in the lines? Just, just, no. in, just in life. What if it's an old, older person? What age are we talking? Over sixty. How are they doing on their feet? They're on a walking stick. Yeah. No. That's a, that's yeah. Fine. Walking stick. And fine. they've got a club foot. Oh, definitely. Let them in. Yeah. What? Just because of the club foot? But, but. They're rude. He's got a gold if chain. Gary got... Jubal and sixty-year-old. Oh yeah, no, not touching. Get the he, thing he on. Oh, you'd say to Gary Jubal. No, oh, not him specifically. He would punch your face off. Yeah. You know, but you know, uh, situations like that arise quite a lot in life. Just in, you're in a line at a, a like a, a music festival for for the bathrooms or the, the drinks yeah. or s- yeah. stuff like that always happens. It's and a, if it's always, a young kid, if it's a young kid, yeah, I always look around and yeah. think, is someone else going to say it? Well, if not, I'm going to. You're going to say it. Yeah, I'm going to say it. And I don't think that's the way you brought Tony, it. Tony Jones, I'm sorry about that. I think it's the way you are. You've, you've got no filter, I've discovered. <laughs> I thought I was bad. <laughs> but I still have the, uh, the Tijuana story. <laughs> Welcome back to the best of the run home. Now, Madge Maguire, he's the new Blues coach. We're just going to get around him. Uh, I'll tell you someone who's not going to be playing for the Blues, and that's Big Val Tafare, because he might have been playing for the Dolphins if the fitness doesn't get... Up to scratch. Yeah, he's off to PT sessions. He's come back at 125 keys. Yeah, I've got to get that down, Big Val. It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Okay, uh, Michael Maguire caught up with Jimmy today mm. to talk about taking the New South Wales Blues role. Uh, let's have a listen to hear what he had to say. Yeah, Jimmy, I uh, I grew up wanting to play, um, but uh, unfortunately I never managed to get to that stage. But uh, um, started my coaching career um, probably early due to a little bit of injury that I had early, uh, but it's taken me on an unbelievable path. It's now landed me uh, in the opportunities I have uh, to coach the Origin team. So I'm um, you know, really uh, humbled to, to be in this space and obviously uh, really looking forward to uh, what's ahead. It's uh, you know it's the big arena. Um, you know, when you, you talk about New South Wales and how far and wide uh, New South Wales gets to with the, the people out in the country to the city um, it's it's enormous and I really can't wait to 
to feel that impact of the supporters and everyone getting behind us and, and also then you know, focusing on the, the players uh, moving forward. So very exciting. Pay-wise, upgrade, downgrade, sideways movement? Um, pay? Well, it's... It's the... It'll generate more revenue, this, the state of origin, surely. I'm going to throw it out there. 300. 300K? I reckon. I'll do it for 250. <laughs> you love your cash, don't you? Yeah. You Just love your cash. Undercut. <laughs> no, I, I think the, the team that they've assembled, I think this is... It's a good team. The, I, I'm not, not going to say it, but I will. Dynasty. Dynasty? What? Yep. And a dynasty only consists of three. I mean, who wants eight? That's not fun. Who wants to win eight in a row? Yeah. So do you think if we if we win three in a row, that's a dynasty? For we us. should be on a dynasty. Yeah. We should be on a dynasty. I thought this was our dynasty. I was so excited. Um, he's pretty upset though, Madge, to have lost the Kiwis job. I was a little yeah. surprised by that. I thought he'd he'd be sort of onwards and upwards with the Blues job, but he was, he's pretty disappointed. Let's have a listen to hear what he said about the Kiwis job. Uh, look, I've got to be very grateful to the Kiwi space, obviously coaching campaigns and bringing the best in the world together. Uh, I was able to do that, obviously, in a, in a Kiwi space, uh, and they were able to go on and be very successful, and it's nice to see them in that successful place now. Obviously, uh, albeit that uh, I would have loved to have kept going, but um, the circumstances didn't allow that. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to take, uh, or it's definitely taught me, what it takes to come into a campaign like an Origin, uh, where you know you do get the best of the state, uh, and they are the world's best players. So, it's working out what's best for that group when they come together. Uh, you know, do we uh, give them what we uh, from a coaching point of view? How much do you coach them? But you know, I'll spend mm. a lot of time where I get out to uh, each of the players uh, at time, and you know, we've got quite a large squad of players that we can select from. But I'm very big on form. You know, and people playing at their best at that time. So then they're coming into a camp with high belief and uh, an understanding of that they are at the best. So when they're stepping into camp, that you know they're feeling um, you know ready to go at the highest of level because that plays a yeah. part in performance. So you mm-hmm. know, being able to understand that space is definitely something I've learnt from bringing um, you know players together at the highest level in campaigns. You know, I've obviously travelled the world, um, you know, with the Kiwis and lived in camps and have an understanding of what camps are and uh, just the the last camp where the players came together and, um, you know, how the players own that space. And, you know, I've I'm obviously got some, uh, as I said, the best in the world in the New South Wales space where I will have, a you know, many a chats with those guys about how the campaign will look. So that's something there between now and obviously when we play our games, uh, the things that I'll be looking forward to um, being a part of. Big, uh, he's a big fan of players in form. So does that yeah. mean incumbency done for this current New South Wales squad? Well, I, I think so. We, we lost the series. Yeah. You can't be incumbent when you, you, we haven't won. Yeah. And I, I like that. I like what he was saying about how he doesn't really have to overcoach. Because I think sometimes if you're not a full-time NRL coach and you, you, you're thrust in there, I think you, know, you might want to try and impress. Yeah. Where... He, you know, we've got obviously Nathan Cleary, who, who's the little general of this of this team. Sometimes you can get coaches who come in and trying to change the way he plays. Yeah. Um, now, and him having the experience with the New Zealand side, like he said, he said, "I've just I've got the best players in the world at, at, in the international arena." Now he's got the New South Wales. So um, I think it's a great appointment. 
Question without notice. Uh, I'll give a shout-out to Denon Kemp. I heard him come up with this idea. So Nathan Cleary, the back half of that grand final, nearly single-handedly wins that game. Yeah. Playing almost as a second receiver with Cogger playing more like a halfback. Mm. Should Cleary play six for New South Wales? No. No. No? Nope. No seven to steer it around or there's uh, he's, he's the, just a seven? No, nah, he's a seven. Okay. He's a seven. And do we play... We, we can't... We can't for, for 15 minutes of that grand final, yes, he was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, but no, he's, he's a halfback. We need a bloke to know when to kick. Uh, you know, that game that we should have won. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. Yeah. Nah, Nathan, Cleary, Nathan Cleary's a seven. All right. Uh, we've got, so we can grab the full chat um, at Afternoons with Jimmy Smith podcast. Get that through Spotify or Apple. Yes. Um, well, does that mean we're going to lose Madge? Is Jimmy going to lose Madge next year? I, no, I think he said that, that he's open for more chats because of the role. Tell you what, it was a beauty. We got him early, put him in our stocks. Now his stocks have risen. He might yeah. want to raise. Sorry, Hutchie. You have to pay him, mate. Yeah. yeah, you'll know how much he's on if he asked for a raise because he was the Kiwis coach last year with Jim oh, Smith. Oh, you're saying you want now, to make it up. Or, or if he goes, oh, I feel bad, I'll do extra shifts, you know, maybe the Kiwis will pay more. Okay, he's making, he'll get paid more than he is as an uh, international New Zealand coach. Well, it sounded like from Tony Camp and the chats that he's had that the New Zealand Kiwis situation, the pyramid, I guess, they're lacking in terms of funds, in terms of uh, resources. Okay, well, that's so, the case. Why get rid of, of, a, of yeah. a proven coach Success. who has won competitions well, in every hemisphere and now is the world, uh, the Pacific Cup champions? You, you Peter Stroud by 30. the code and now he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. And it's not as if he's... You can tell, like you said, Miss O, you can tell he was upset. Yeah. And the players obviously loved him. There was a great question in the chat too where Jimmy mentions that the Australian team, who he just thumped, yeah. has 11 Queenslanders, including the halves and the two hookers. So I think there could be a bit of oh. that narrative going forward that it's like, We've okay, you, it you've already beat the Queenslanders. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great chat. Well, it's, it, it's making it exciting now, isn't it? Yes. I mean, I feel sorry for my man Fred, but... You need results, Bradley. Yeah. Look at this. Look at our ratings. It's huge. I mean, we're flying. What what team are we in the Penrith. representative order? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I think more maybe Newdown. What year? Uh, yeah. Uh, 80. 81. Probably uh, 78 when they didn't win a game. <laughs> 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 no, we're flying. Yeah. We're uh, flying. Three wins. This is another breaking story, Fletch. Uh, yep. Valence to Fare. Um, Pete Bedell has broken this. So Supercoach Wayne Bennett has revealed Dolphins cult figure Valence Tafare has been sent to a personal boot camp in a last-ditch bid to save his NRL career. Bennett said Tafare has been stood down from Dolphins training for a fortnight and ordered to attend one-on-one fight camp sessions with a personal trainer in a desperate bid to get his weight under control. What do you have to do? So I, I don't know Fat if you club. you would have had this in footy, right? Like we had Fat Club in yeah. swimming. Yep. And Counts basically, you. when you finished training, you then had to go and get on the stationary bike. They put you in like this sauna room, but just extras to yep. get the weight down. Yep. What do you have to do to go from Fat Club to hunting? Yeah, that's extreme. Well, there's an old saying: you can't out-train a bad diet. Yeah, that's so true. So I think um, Val needs to look at the way he's eating. What sort of? Maybe he should be getting a dietitian. Yes. Not, not flogging that way, but yeah. For this to be But most of these guys eat at the they eat at the facility now, so you've got to be you gotta be going out of your way to eat extra. 
in your own time. Yeah. Well, that's they go in. Exactly they have right. breakfast there. They have lunch there. They have all their supplements and everything. You're, is prepared you reckon he now. might be sneaking out for a Wahlburger? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would reckon. Be. Well, did you I can't see? Blame you, Val. <laughs> yeah. They put up some footage of their guys doing their 5K time trial. Yep. They showed big, big Val. Um, struggling. But they knew, he, unless he has put more weight on, but that's, when they signed If I him, had to guess, having a look at the footage I saw, I'd say over 120. He's put a bit of weight back Over on. 120 kilos. Well, for this to make... For a centre. For this to, silly. to be leaked out, and for this, this is not great for Val. Because now he's... Wayne's Who do you reckon? So, so to flick him. Wayne says he's too he's too big. He's overweight. He needs to go to a PT or a a trainer. Yep. How do you reckon they source that PT? Who? How do they find this person? Like, can I put my hand up and say we'll take some down at Tribe Gym? I'll I'll whip him into shape in two weeks. Okay, we'll reach out to him. Come on to Valence or yeah, Deval. Would you go up there or he? No, nah, I'm not going up there. He's got to come down here. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a city guy. Welcome back to the best of the run home. Now, this was a cracking interview. We've been here all week, but we got to speak to the owner and the brother of my man, Denny Wahlberg. It is Paul Wahlberg. All right, Fletch, we have been broadcasting from Wahlbergers. Yes. Down here in Circular Quay today for me and the whole week for you. Yes. So we've got a very special guest on the line, uh, the namesake of mm. Wahlbergers. Paul Wahlberg joins us live now on the run home. How good is this? Paul, welcome to the run home. Thank you very much. Really great to be here. Hey, Paul, do we call you Paul or Chef or Chef Paul? <laughs> um, pa- call me Paul. Paul okay, Warren. that's fine. Hey, <laughs> Paul Wahlberger. Paul, let's get into it. Um, what was the inspiration behind Wahlburgers? So um, we had already opened El Manove, um, our sister restaurant. And we, my partners and I were talking and they, I, they discovered I ate a lot of hamburgers. And it was just kind of this thing. And... You know, the um, better built burgers were just starting to really kind of take off here. And um, so it was just an opportunity and we looked at it and, and we, you know, we were really excited by it. And it was an opportunity for us to really kind of pay homage to where we came from, you know, being, Paul, you know, you know, growing up in Dorchester and, and, and all of that. Paul, I first stumbled across Wahlburgers, I think it was back in 2015 or 16, I was in Vegas on a boys trip, we we're, all, we're all fired up, let's go to Wahlburgers while we're in Vegas, there was a line down the entire strip, it was that popular, um, how long did it take for Wahlburgers to kind of catch fire and then eventually make it out here to Australia? Um, we've been open now about 12 years and um, I think Australia, it's, it's been work, we've been working on Australia for probably four or five and kind of just kind of working working our way through and it's just you know it, it's I, I don't know c- catching fire but you know we're just kind of plugging along doing our thing and, and how did you get into well how old were you and you decided you wanted to be a chef and and why because um i understand there's there's nine of you in this in the family and like is there anyone yes. else who's in in the food game uh, no, I mean, obviously, Mark and Donnie, you know, um, they, they participate in, in Wahlburgers and, 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 you know, we, you know, get their opinion and stuff like that. And, um, but I started cooking um, when I was in high school. Um, a bunch of my friends worked at a catering company. And so we would do the weddings and, the, you know, the birthday parties, anniversaries and things like that. And it would be kind of a weekend gig for us and um so i started doing that and then when that slowed down uh my friend's dad owned a restaurant down the street from the boston garden 
like the the original garden. Yeah. And so I started working there as a dishwasher. And it was amazing because, you know, you're right down the street from the Celtics and the Bruins, you know, and this is an 80. Oh, my God, I'm going to date myself. This is probably 82, 81. 82. So I reckon that must mean you're 59 now. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I thought so. I just put two and two. That, that, was, that was impressive math. Yeah, he's quick. So, he's quick. Uh, very quick. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, we started, so I started working there and, you know, and that's when, you know, you're there during the bird era and it just like, it was mm. amazing to be part of it just, and, and again, you know, just kind of, you know, and I fell in love with it. I literally fell in love with, there's an energy working in kitchens um it's always go 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 it's never the same thing and so it was it was a great opportunity for me and i like i said i just fell in love with it you're quite um and like your brothers as well and i suppose your sister one sister or two sisters how many how many girls in the family i have three sisters yeah there's nine of us and i not yeah well i'm one one of seven i'm one i'm the baby of seven so i understand the big families um the the sports the, the dorchester and boston it, what sort of town is is uh, Dorchester? Is it sort of knockabout, which means like blue collar? Oh yeah, oh it's yeah, it's very blue collar. You know where we yep. grew up, and um, you know we we grew up very humbly, and you know but sports was a big part. You know because you've got kind of the big bad Bruins were were in full swing at that time. You know growing up, and um, and you know we were always. You know, always Red Sox fans growing up, lived through 75 and 78 and, and you know, and 86 and ju- just all of that. And then to see them turn around and start winning the way they did, it's just, you know, it was amazing. And so, and for us, you know, sports have always been a part of us. And, you know, growing up, you know, I, I played pickup sports. That was what I did. I played you know, we played street hockey and pond hockey and, and tackle football on pavement as soon as you got mm. about three inches of snow. And, um, you know, but there was always sports. It was always something going on. And especially, you know, with, you know, with your friends and, and, and you know, there's so many of us that, you know, it was always rough and tumble. Yeah. I was going to say, because I've got four, four brothers. There's five boys in the family. Are always. Yep. I was the youngest and I was always getting belted around. Where do you come in the family, Paul, like, um, what um, number are you? Uh, fourth from the top. Fourth I'm from the top. Four. Okay, so you're sort yeah. of stuck in the middle. So did you ever just get hold of um, Mark or or Donnie and just punch their face, <laughs> punch their face off? Well, you know how it, it always rolled downhill. You know, yes, we, we weren't we weren't abusive, but like, but it was, like I said, it was just there was always chaos. Yeah. which was which was great you know and 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 i think that's part of why i love the restaurant so much is you know being being around you know a little bit of chaos is always good uh paul i'm a massive a fan of the tv show entourage um that was huge when, when i was growing up now if if mark is meant to be vinnie chase are you johnny drama or where do you fit into that picture <laughs> no i am i am not i am no, i am not any of those uh, gentlemen um Johnny Drama, yeah, like there's there's different characters of, of Mark that like Mark's friends, and uh, okay. based on it, and they they did such an amazing job with that show, really did. The the, the burgers because we've been here for the last three days and we've been all over the Jenny's Chicken Burger, or Jen's Chicken Burger. Yeah. Who's Jen? Where does uh, Jen come into uh, play? Jen here? is actually 
she she was a fan of uh, the restaurant, and we had a contest early on, and um, and she was able. She we we let her, we we that we we asked for recipes, and people submitted recipes, and Jen's was the winner, and 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 we put it on. For, it was going to be on for a short time, but people fell in love with it, so we kept it on the menu. Yeah, well, we got uh, Ash, your uh, your manager here. I don't know. Is that, she's a local Bostonian? Is that is, is that the word? Bostonian. Bostonian. Is that what if you're from Bostonian? Bostonian. 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 There you are. Bostonian. You guys are going to have to just speak a little bit slower. It's that I, I'm not sure of the language, so just, <laughs> <laughs> just um, we are talking. It's our stupid accents. Oh, actually, I've got a little fun fact for you, Paul. How the Australian accent came about. Okay. So, you know, we were settled here by convicts, by the British. So we had so many yep. flies, so many flies here that the British um, settlers weren't used to. And so they had to close their mouths a bit lower because the flies would come in. And so over the years, because we mumble a lot. We do. We mumble a lot. And that's because 200-odd years ago, when all the flies were here and all the British were here with their... <laughs> Their posh accents. We had to keep our no- our mouths a bit closed, and that's why we've got this stupid accent. What do you think of that, Paul? I think that's brilliant. <laughs> it's all about keeping the flies out. Yeah, my, right. my dad would say that. Kid, close your mouth. You're attracting flies. <laughs> hey, Paul. Um, a lot of different um, fast food chains do different uh, menus for different countries, and a, a lot that come here to Australia try to do an Australian burger, essentially. So I wanted to ask you if you've ever tried some of these ingredients on a burger or on any of oh, your yeah, burgers. No, I, I, yeah, so when obviously, you know, we want to pay homage to, to, to the locals and, and, you know, and especially, and what I loved about it was like when I discovered there were beets on it, I was just like, yeah. okay, yes. now I'm in 100%. Yeah, because I grew up, we grew up eating... Um, we grew up eating beets, and I, I saw so I was a big fan, and, and that amazing combination, you know, with the pineapple and everything. I we definitely wanted to, and then we had done the um, the Vegemite, so we had done the Vegemite uh, oh. aioli, oh, with the uh, with the fries, with the chicken salt. So you know, we I definitely was trying to you know figure out a lot of different things there because we don't we want to be part of the community at the end of the day it's not just hey this is who we are it's like we want to be there we want to be supportive of of you know the neighborhood and support the local teams and going in there and being able to watch the local sports and things like that is hugely important for us because you know i love what i call a homer someone who's from a place and they love their teams and you can have good fun with them and, and poke fun at them and they can poke fun at you and and, and really kind of because there's that great competitive nature that goes along with it. So, you know, we, we love all of that stuff. Well, we're a quite a, uh, a sporting nation, and I know, well, basically, Boston's the sport. Would that be the mecca of USA, all the sporting teams? Can, I want you to rank your favourite uh, team here, Paul, out of the, the Pats, the Sox, the Celtics, and the Bruins. Ooh, that's tough. Who, who, who would you, if you had to, if you had to rank I, them, I, one day? I, 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 I don't, I don't, I have a lot of, like, you know, one A's and ones, because for me, I like them all for different reasons. And I have my affinity for them. Like I said, going to, there's nothing like going to a baseball game for kind of that great. There, there's a little, it's a little more laid back, but there's great excitement because like 
I can love a baseball game that's a no-hitter or a one-hitter, this great defensive game. But I can also like, you know, a lot of action on the bases and stuff like that when they score a lot mm. of runs. Um, I love going to basketball games because of that energy and, and the speed of it all. And just to watch, you know, because, you know, <laughs> I'm about five foot nothing. And so to see those, you know, to see <laughs> those players out there and, and, and just in awe of those athletes, you know, it's just it, it's just it's it's this great contact. So it's hard for me to really kind of pick, you know, I love them all for different reasons. Mm. Thanks for joining us here on the Best of the Run Home. Um, you can check out all the biggest interviews from the Run Home on the YouTube channel that we've just set up, or Brooksy has set up. So all you got to do is search for the Run Home with Joel and Fletch, subscribe, and let's just hang out. See you guys. I'll see you. I'll see you when I get there. If I ever get there. I'll see you when I get there.